The decision hasn't come lightly. I mean, I have, for the sort of last 10 years, wanted this. Worth every shot with Yaz. I kind of did hope that in my 30s I might meet somebody, but it hasn't worked out that way for me. Yasmir, and welcome to what is episode 8 of Worth Every Shot, shining a light on fertility as well as looking at journeys to become a parent and sharing my own journey, which I've been doing by playing some excerpts from a vlog that I started over two years ago now. Uh, back on episode 7, I left you at the point where I was waiting for the call for my tubule test, so we will pick up the vlog where we left off in just a second. But first, let me say there's been a lot of news this week of various fertility stories, and I don't know if you've ever experienced frequency illusion and I mean there's a proper scientific name for it but I'm not even going to begin to try and pronounce that but basically frequency illusion is a situation where something you recently sort of learned about suddenly but it seems to appear everywhere and on the last few days Rebel Wilson's become a mummy with her girlfriend thanks to surrogate Jennifer Aniston she's done a candid interview with Allure magazine about her experience with IVF and then well I played Natalie and Brulee on the radio yesterday well when it comes to my journey she is certainly a bit of a champion in my eyes because three years ago she became a solo mum by choice to her wee boy Max Valentine who she had at the age of 44 using a sperm donor and no doubt like me she probably didn't see her life panning out like that but I bet she wouldn't change it for the world. Now today I am going to be joined by a fellow Scot called Grant who is going to share his story and he like a lot of us is breaking the mould on how families are created and children are conceived and you'll hear Grant's story shortly but right now here is the next excerpt from my vlog and well at this stage of my journey I just didn't know if I was going to go down the IUI or IVF route so it was time to get my fallopian tubes checked out. Right it is 13 minutes to 11 and I've arrived at Belfast Fertility Clinic. I've got my mask ready to wear and I'm not gonna lie, I feel physically sick. I'm really, really, really nervous. Um, the nurse said to me to take um, some paracetamol. So I've taken paracetamol and ibuprofen because I know you can take both. And I joked with her, well I wasn't really joking, but um, on the Friday when she spoke to me about that, I said, I was going to take diazepam and she laughed and she said, take that if you want. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have any though. <laughs> uh, I wasn't joking, but I'm just going to go in and do this test. So this is a tubal test and um, this will determine if I can go ahead with IUI because it's to test my fallopian tubes if they're open. So. Um, Fingers crossed. Now, I've, I mean, the, the fertility doctor, I've spoken to him on the phone. He seems so nice. And then, you know, one of these people that are really smiley and look very kind. That's what you look. I've seen pictures of him on the website, so I'll finally get to meet him today. And um, I've heard good things about him and stuff, so I think it'll be okay. And he, he this is, you know, this it's like a car engine to a mechanic. He's, he knows what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, so... My palms are very, very sweaty. Okay, I'm gonna go and ring the intercom and tell them that I'm here and I'm ready <laughs> for my tubal test. Let's hope it's good news, people. Well, it wasn't the best news. Uh, well, an update. Um, the tubal test didn't happen and it's horrible way because I was all sort of psyched up for it and ready. Um, uh, but I'm looking, there's so many positives in a sense. Um, so it didn't happen because, well, so say, I think it was maybe four weeks ago, I got a 
internal ultrasound done and everything was fine there was no abnormalities no cysts anything like that so um the doctor this morning did another one and he said oh <laughs> that, that doesn't sound good and he said there is either um a blood clot which would be the better scenario or there is a polyp um and he said, I need your, like, your lining of your womb to be, like, pencil thin. Um, so he said, we're going to have to now wait until you have another period um, because then you'll be able to distinguish if it is a blood clot or a polyp. Um, if it's a polyp, then I need to get surgery and I need to get it removed. So not great. Um, so hopefully it is a blood clot and it will just pass. <laughs> Because, you know, it's just the timing of everything. It's just, not, you know, I was kind of hoping that I'd sort of psych myself up, like I say, for this test to happen today. So I'm now going to wait three and a half weeks for the next one. Um, but I'm trying to look at the positives um, because <laughs> I, I really am. I'm looking at the fact that I've got Ibiza booked next year and it means that this is obviously, the process is going to be a, like a month later now so it means I'll be if all goes to plan I won't be as pregnant <laughs> when I go to Ibiza uh, I'm just trying to think of the positives and also I'm going back to Scotland before um, the next tubal test and I'll be able to get like a, a diazepam from my mum because I really think I was going to need it I was going to need it just to relax my muscles so yes I'm trying to give this a whole positive spin but um yeah, I was kind of looking forward to it being done. But as the doctor said, you know, it's it's a costly procedure. He wouldn't want to do it until everything's right. And, you know, it, it wouldn't have been as accurate. He shouldn't be doing it the way that, 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 that you know, if, that, if it's a polyp or a, a blood clot, he shouldn't be doing it until uh, my lining is thin. Because it it says, he says when you finish your period, your, your uh, lining just goes back to being thin. He said, I need it like that. So, oh well, so another three and a half weeks. I've still got part of the process. I'm still working on um, picking a donor. So, um, I'll, do you know what? I might even have that. I will have that done by the time it's time to do the tubule test. More from my vlog in the next instalment. But right now, please welcome my guest today, a fellow Scott Grant. Lovely to have you on and thank you in advance for sharing your very personal story. Hello, it's lovely to meet you. Hello, and it's really nice to actually have. Uh, well, this is, you're the first man I've had on on the podcast, and uh, it's really good to actually see something from a from a male perspective, actually, for once. And it's um, so I'm really really grateful for you to be talking to me today. And and like me, you're kind of going down a, an unconventional route to become a parent. Tell us, uh, tell us what you're doing, Grant. Yeah, so um, to give you a wee bit of a kind of backstory and. Um, when I was kind of, you know, in my twenties, you know, I, I was really fortunate. I met a lovely, a lovely, a lovely partner, Emma. You know, we went through our professional qualifications together, um, and that took, you know, took me ten years, seven years, for her. Um, and and basically, that was our focus. You know, in our twenties, we're just trying to get career focused and 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 get through exams. And we were we were discussing kids, and I was always really really keen kid keen on having kids. Um, and initially, you know, she was really, really positive about it, and and that's where where she wanted to go. But but kind of gradually, you know, I think just as you know, you get out of kind of university and get away from her professional qualifications, uh, you know, she, she she slowly changed her mind and 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 ended up saying that you know it 
kids were not for her, and and that was okay, um, and and unfortunately the relationship ended, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was okay. Um, so I then went on um, to meet uh, another another lady called uh, you know Caroline, and we got on really really well. Um, she had two kind of teenage boys um, who were kind of at that time you know ten and twelve, mm-hmm. and 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 to be honest, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved kind of being that kind of father figure with them. I loved, you know, um, you know, teaching them stuff and, and and spending time with them and and watching them kind of grow and develop. And it really made me aware of, of how much I, I loved being, you know, like a father figure and how much I wanted to be like a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and 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 then that you know that that kind of ended and eventually it ended and because mostly I wanted kids and, mm. and we just wanted different things or different stages in life and that's okay. Um so I'm 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 thirty three um and I you know for you know a couple of years now I've I've been looking, you know, for someone, you know, with similar values mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's not it's not really out there. You know, what I'm looking for is, is not it's not I'm not likely to get. Mm. So what I've been doing is I'm on this website called coparenting.com dot com. And and what coparenting.com is is it's a little bit like a you know like a like a website like match.com like a, yeah. mm-hmm. where you know people who you know want kids and you know but aren't you know looking for perhaps the kind of romantic element of a relationship go there to 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 to, to meet other people. Now I you know I come from a big family you know I I had a really great childhood and. You know, my family was kind of Glaswegian family where everyone's your aunt, and it's kind of it takes mm-hmm. a family to, to raise, raise a raise a uh, sorry uh, takes a village to raise a kid type situation. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone yep. was kind of all on board, and I, I loved that. You know, for much so I was always aware that I really wanted to have kids and and and, and be a dad. Um, what you know, and I'm at a stage now where I, I haven't met anyone, but I would love to be. You know, a father, and and that's why I'm looking at being, you know, what's known as an intended, you know, parent, and and going solo, in, in effect. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a couple of options, and um, you know, or, and what you know, what I must say is that obviously I'm a man, so I can't have my own kids, and um, so it's it's very difficult. Um, from from that perspective, mm-hmm. if I want to be a single parent, it's the options just aren't there, or they're very you know rare. As, as things currently stand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, there is the option of perhaps surrogacy, but, you know, it, for me currently, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not certain on that type of situation. And it, I have to, there's a lot more thought that has to mm-hmm. go into yeah. that and, and how that and how that would work. I would love to, to do that. But I think in the UK, you know, for a single man, I think that's just a little bit unusual, mm-hmm. but it is definitely possible. It is possible. It's just right now that's not, where I'm at just yet, and um, just because it's very, it's, it's a, there's a lot of steps to go through. So I, I'm currently looking into you know co-parenting. Mm-hmm. I've had some really good um, you know conversations on there. I had kind of one kind of meet where I met this lovely lovely girl, and we ended up chatting a lot, and, and we, we it went on for you know a number of months of kind of back and forth and really hashing out you know how it would work. Mm-hmm. Um, and discussing what the situation would be. You know, for me personally, you know, the way I would love to see it working is that, you know, it is a case of, you know, we perhaps live together, um, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning um, or for a number of years, um, and basically kind of support each other mm-hmm. to 
do what, achieve what we want to do and and also start a family uh, together. Um, and I think that's just very complicated to get to, you know, and that's where I'm at. And, and there's a lot of times that, you know, you're on these websites and you, you think you've got a connection and you put a lot of time and effort into it. And then, you know, on, due to life situations or changes in personal circumstances, um, these things don't work out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that, in a nutshell, is, is, is where I'm at. And that's, I mean, <clears throat> you spoke about the... I mean, I know a lot of, I mean, you'd like maybe even to become quite, obviously you'd become quite friendly with these, you know, the person that you're going to co-parent with. And I've got a lot of friends and even my mum, actually, when I think about it, um, my mum and my my older brother's dad split up, but they were the best of friends. So they were co-parenting. And I've got, yeah, yeah, one of my best friends. Again, her marriage didn't work out, but her and her ex-husband are the best of friends and they co-parent and it's great for the it's actually great for the, the child in a way because they've got that extended family as well because like you know well my, my friend has, hasn't met anyone but her ex has and you know it's just like more love for, for that little boy yeah absolutely and that's and, and that's my absolute ideal you know is, is having you know a, a unit which you know it's extended and it's open and you know we, you're both working towards kind of um, raising the child, and that's your priority. Mm-hmm. My my priority is 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 the child's happiness and what is best for the child. You know, and and I think uh, a traditional you know relationship where I, you know you get together with someone and 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 there's a romantic element there, and then you start having kids. Uh, to me personally, I, I know that that might not work for me mm-hmm. just because of of my values on relationships. Um, and I, I mean, I, I have some, I've had some amazing relationships. Like, for example, my first part, my first main partner, Emma. You know, we were together seven years, and we're still good friends now. I, I still love her. I think she's, you know, the, one of the best people I know, mm-hmm. um, and we are good friends. Um, but I know that I might, if I go into a relationship with someone romantically, um, that it might not. You know, those relationships. I believe that sometimes I believe that. Relationships have a beginning, have a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's something that I think as a society, you know, I, everyone expects. You know, like my family expects me to have a go out, meet a girl, get married, have kids, and stay together forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a, I think that's a big ask on on anyone, especially when you add in you know romance and kids and work life and yeah. home life and mm-hmm. that. And 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 that's that's where my head goes to. And just due to my childhood, you know, my parents split up from a young age, and my mum suffered with mental health. I get very anxious when I when I think about long term monogamous relationships. I think that's that's something that I think I would struggle with, and mm-hmm. I just have to be very honest with myself about what I'm capable of um, from that perspective. Um, and and at the same time to realise that you know I would love to be a, a father, and it's just for me it's just it's just about this is a journey for me and how mm-hmm. I'm getting to that end destination. So, so right now I'm on a journey and I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm I'm right now this coparenting.com is is this what I'm working with right now. And that's I mean, and you know we were talking about this the other day. Um, and, and and this is how I feel, and I think I think you were the sort of same. Uh, you, you'd regret it if you you know you have to try, you know, because you know you don't want to sort of live with regret. And I think if I didn't try, I would regret it. You know, you, I'm be- you're better regret something you have done than something you haven't done. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying. To me, 
I would give anything a go. You know, yeah. uh, to me, the, my 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 goal and what I think I and what I know I'm good at is 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 teaching people. And and I, I've got so much love to give, and I've got so much time. You know, I, I work in finance. I've got a great job. I've got a great home. I've got a great family. You know, I would love to be a dad. I would absolutely that that would complete my life. I've got a good life, and I've just got so much love to give. So to me, I look at any option, you know, to try and make that happen where, you know, as much as possible. And, uh, you know, your podcast is very aptly named, you know, you know, you know, you know, any shot, you know, anyone yeah. shot. It's just, it's just, that's, that's exactly what it is for me. It's yeah. exactly what it is. And it is worth every shot, and that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I've obviously I've spent quite a bit of money. Uh, I had to go private because I can't go down the NHS route. And um, you know, I, and my mum has said to me, but you know, it's absolutely price. You know, if I get to my end goal, if it, it'll be priceless. I, I, I mean, it really will be. Um, and, and you know yourself, you, you're just going to throw everything at it. And I can tell you, you know, you're, we're kind of on the, the same page from that point of view, just throwing everything at it. You mentioned your family there, and I, I mentioned my mum. And I just wonder, how how are your kind of friends and family? Have they been really sort of supportive with your decision? Oh, um, that's quite a complicated question, oh, actually. That's a loaded question. There's very much a loaded question. Yeah. And the honest answer is, um, is a, the, I would break it down into generational mm-hmm. things, you know. Um, my cousins who are my age, you know, um, they are so supportive, you know. Um, they are very pro this, and, and that's just, it just seems a lot more, you know, palatable for them. Yeah. Um, however, when I mentioned it to my, you know, my grandparents, yeah. and I said, "Look, this is what this is what I'm, I'm thinking of," it, 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 it was like the worst thing I, that I'd ever done. Why? Why on earth would you would you do such a thing? Mm-hmm. You know, not not that it was immoral, but imagine what the kids would do, and imagine what the kids would think, and what you're going to do when you explain that to the the mums and dads at the at the school gate. You know, it was it was the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that has been quite tough. Yeah. That has been really, really tough. And um, it, it, trying to explain, you know, what the concept is and what I'm trying to do. Um, I mean, that said, though, they, they know me. You know, I, I do a lot of daft things. You know, I go out and I skydive and I scuba dive and <laughs> I do all sorts of great hobbies and all that. And that's, they're all great. You know, they, they are really good fun. But I do it for the people and I do it because I love people. And that to me those things are secondary that's not what's important what's important to me is family you know yeah um that's the first and most important thing i think so too i mean that's that i almost i mean everybody has different thoughts and whatnot and, and opinions but i just feel like that's what i'm here for i really like you, you spoke about your job and i mean I, I love my job and i do love my life i've got great friends and i've got a nice home and all these things but that i just i feel like Yes, that's all very well, but I feel like I'm here to, you know, procreate. I really want, you know, that I just can't switch it off. And I think you've got that same sort of longing that you just, it's like a, you just can't switch that off. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree. I, I'm very much in the same place. You know, I've got a good house. I, I, you know, I, I've got a great job. I work for, you know, a residential childcare company. And to me, my priorities are to have a kid and it's really strange, you know, as a guy, um, there's actually not, like, see when I tried to say this to my guy friends, there's, it's, they're, 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 their minds are blown, you know, <laughs> why would, why, why would you want to do that to yourself, uh-huh. you know, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, well, why not, you know, I mean, 
to me, you know, I, I see it all the time, and it's probably more I see it because of my childhood of kind of, you know, I, you know, parents that split up. To me, the the risk of of family splitting up and it being negatively impacting on the child is is pretty high. Mm, and and yeah. for me, you know, I think it's extremely high. Um, and I just don't want to put a child through that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that if you know, if I was a solo parent and um, an intended parent, you know. I could give that child everything, absolutely mm-hmm. everything, and, and and if someone wants to join me on that journey, the more the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I would love that. Um, but it's just about finding the right people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a very specific type of person, you know, a little bit like Marmite. Sometimes some people will absolutely love me, and and some people won't, and some people think this idea is insane. But to me, this this is like the way forward, you know. I think, you know, not not that you know monogamous, you know couple relationships that's that's not right or anything i'm just saying that i think this is different this is a mm-hmm. different option that is very practical in, in my accounting head you know well for me it was purely because i i got to a crossroads and obviously i i'm, I'm in my 40s now and i i think my biological clock is ticking away and i had to make a decision you know i had to do something and and that's it you're not going to please everybody like you you said, said that. i mean you can't Please, everybody, you can't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So you just have to, you have to go with your gut and go with what you feel is right. And um, I really wish you all the luck, Grant. I really do. <laughs> We're on this journey and I just hope that we both get what we want from it. Yeah, I mean, I really hope, you know, you get what you're looking for too, you know. Um, this, is, this is a hell of a, it's a hell of a journey, you know, but I think ultimately, well, I, I not what's for you won't go by you, but, you know, I think, you know, this option or the, these ideas, you know, you've got to go through these things to know, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. You know, I I, th- I really wish you all the best. Really. Oh, thank I you. <laughs> and I really wish you all the best. And thank you so much for joining me today. Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much to Grant for being really honest and sharing his story with us today. And if you would like to do the same or maybe you're a professional working in the world of fertility and you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, then please email yaz at qradio.com. And thank you for listening. Worth every shot. 